mean, the wave, yeah, I'm just, like, keeping an eye on the wave signal so we're not, like, peaking, but it's also being picked up. That's the thing. You peaked in high school, bud. No, I still have yet to peak, which, I mean, is it possible for a human being just to not peak in their life? For me. Like, do you just have, like, no, I'm talking about an entire life of just, like, living really below the bar and then just never getting above it, ever? Oh, just being a piece of shit? Yeah, just being scum forever, because I think that's where my life is being, is, like, landing. Yeah, I guess you could be a piece of shit. Oh, that's fancy. It goes, oh. Now you see it. See, now this is the first time you're ever seeing, like, yeah, the actual is, thing. I don't get to see this shit. That's really funny. I kind of love this, actually. What is up, you varmints? Welcome back to another episode of the Fetch and Shock podcast. I am your host, the fastest guns in the East, Tyler. And joining me, as always, is my co-host, the Dirty Devil himself. Dirty devil. Matt. Matt, what is going on, dude? Nothing, man. Just... Or howdy, cowboy. That's howdy, what... <laughs> yeah. What's up, gunslinger? No, I'm good, man. Tired. Tired of driving. Driving sucks. It's miserable. You're here in the same room, though. We are, yes. Which is, what, the second time ever? The second time ever. The first time was in Syracuse. Yes. Oh, it's convenient that every time that there's a legacy event, we get in the same room together. Yes, well... And leg- we bullshit. Fuck legacy, but I'm here for... You watch your mother some, fucking some vintage, mouth. Son. This weekend's gonna be sick. So, I mean, for everybody out there, we are together in the Dirty Berg itself, uh, here for Eternal Weekend. Yes, ma'am. We're here to play some uh, some cards that some Eternal for Yeah, some cards that are very old. Some older than others, but all of the cards are very old. Which I, saw, I showed you that fucking Corville, uh, what, what Brian Corville tweet earlier, uh, yeah. where he was at a vendor because he got here like because it started on Thursday. We're recording this Thursday night. He was there earlier today, and he was at a vendor, and he asked for some card from, like, Dissension. Guilds. Guilds of Ravnica. Yeah, gu- no, he, no, it was from Dissension. Oh. Like, that's how old it was. Like, like it was still an old card. So relatively old. Yeah, yeah, like a modern era card, and the vendor was just like, oh, no, we didn't bring any new sets yeah, with us. All, all old school legacy, <laughs> yeah, I love that. staples. <laughs> like, just, okay. Yeah, anything that's printed after, like, 1995. We're yeah, just not going to bring this event. Pretty close to it, unless it's a staple of one of the formats that are being played. Yeah, fucking high rollers only, except for we're here. So obviously that's not the case. I'm a high roller-ish. I'm not. I'm a fucking degenerate. Play basic planes. Well, basic division. planes is the best land if we're going to be 100% honest. <laughs> no, this is the time to get into the argument. Because everybody's playing other lands, and I'm playing the best one. <laughs> Wasteland. <laughs> Strip mine. That's the only thing that could take care of the most powerful land in Magic. Ghost Quarter. Stone Rain? Yes, that's all Okay, so there's other options to deal with a basic plane, sure. But, I mean, in general, still the best land. Wildfire? (laughs) Nope. None of these, that's sacrifice. I'm Uh, talking about you have to target it. You can target uh, the basic planes. I love how you change the rules to to make it work for you. Well, I mean, to be fair. To be fair. (laughs) You have to, in order to deal with something, you really have to, like, you have to intentionally target it, right? No. I guess Liliana might. Not at all. Just edict effects in general. Edict all the basic planes. Well, what if I have... Wildfire doesn't deal with it if I have six basic planes on the battlefield. There's all basic... All planes. I thought... No. Wildfire? Isn't that the one that deals four damage to each creature and then each player sacrifices? Uh, it might be. What am I... Flashfire. Flashfire, yes. Something like that. Well, we're already... This is already just like a fucking yeah, mess we of a went, conversation. went off the deep end already. Well, I mean, if we're speaking on the, the intro that I had lay, laid out for us so delicately... Uh, we need to talk about something important that happened. And it's 
the ban of Arkham's Astrolabe and Popper. I don't think that was it. Oh, it wasn't? No. Oh, fuck. Oh, you're right. No, the ban of Field of the Dead in Standard. Yeah, I don't think that was it either. Oh, fuck. What else was announced on that day? Little, you could call it a ban wagon. You could say something about a wagon, couldn't you? I'm just trying to think of what would you call somebody who rode in a wagon. Maybe from, like, maybe the they, east to the west. Maybe if they pioneered a new format or something. Oh, yeah, Frontier! Yeah. Front- no, 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 no. Pioneer. Pioneer, yes! So Pioneer was announced as a format. And it blew the fuck up, almost. Well, here's the thing. And we, I mean, we're going to continue to make the jokes about it being, like, kind of like Frontier, but not actually but, like Frontier. So, like, what exactly is it? Arguably way better than Frontier. Well, the thing about Frontier, too, is... In, when Frontier came out, people were really excited about it. People were making decks. And there's still, like, a niche Frontier community out there. Very tiny. Yeah, but it's super small. Yeah. But Not none of... tiny leaders. Oh, my God. That's... A, oh, my God. Fucking... Look at Matt's master yeah. transitions nowadays. No, but this format uh, seems fun. I've been tinkering with it. Everyone else in fucking Magic Universe has been tinkering with it. Yeah. I mean, the, the format seems super sweet. It's fun. So... For those of you out there who have been living underneath a rock, uh, Pioneer is the newest format to competitive magic. It is from Return to Ravnica, the start of Return to Ravnica, to current. So it's similar to modern in that it has a very definitive start date, and then it's going to go until fuck, and not until forever. Yeah, it's a it's whenever a new, cards are printed in the future. It's a more modern era eternal format. Yeah, it's a more modern modern, if you will. The um, only the only band cards, yeah, are the fetch lands. The the cons of Tarkir fetchland. The only good fetch lands legal in format. Yeah, which I think that's probably a great baseline start for this. Well, if it didn't, if that wasn't the thing, the prices of those would skyrocket, and it would just be frontier. It'd be a bunch of degenerative decks because you don't have ways to hate him out as easily. There's no blood moon in the format. Yeah. There's no choke. There's none of those super powerful go fuck yourself it's something to punish a really greedy mana base yeah. that you can get from having fetch lands and shock lands in a format you can still have greedy mana bases and not get punished it's not going to be nearly as consistent when you have fetch land and that's the thing that's the issue is the consistency thing with fetch land like if you have fetch lands in a format you're guaranteed to do whatever you want to do you could easily play five colors blink an eye no yeah you don't have to worry about it but now you actually have to like meticulously think about your mana base and build your deck with that in mind. Well, the big ones Which is huge. are shock lands, fast lands, check lands, the cycle lands. Yeah, and we do have a bunch of lands in this format that have like that ideal in a fetch land universe uh, design to them, where they have both land types that they are. Yes. So, I mean, steam vents, for example, is an island and a mountain. Yeah, and, and we have can... like the Zendikar ones that have both land types. Um, the the Shadows over Innistrad ones yeah. that have both land types. Like, we have three different lands that have that. They're both land types of the mana that they produce. Yeah, you would just so see modern. So they're easily fetchable. Yeah, you would just see modern mana bases. Yeah, modern man, mana bases, but with worth cards. Yeah. And I don't think that was the idea for the format. They wanted, a ma- like, a good in-between point between standard and modern. Like. Yes. So the mana bases are a little bit finicky in Pioneer. But that lends it to, at least, I think, from the data that we have up to this point, a bit of a more diverse form. Yes. One of the, the biggest, my favorite things in this format that are not banned, which are banned or restricted in every other format, 
are Treasure Cruise and Dig, Dig Through, through time. time. Yeah, holy shit. Like, those those two cards are on their surface legitimately two of the most powerful cards are mm-hmm. gathering. And I don't yeah. think anybody's going to argue that. Yeah, like, like outside of power. Those spells are insane. Like that. Yeah, they're both restricted, invented. They're banned in modern. They're banned in legacy. Like, in, excluding power nine, do you think both Treasure Cruise and Dig Through Time land in the top ten most powerful cards ever printed? They're up there, yeah. Like, if you're just taking the entirety of the power nine out of the format, or out of the equation, are those two cards, they land in the top ten. I think that, that that's... Take a, out the vintage restricted list there. Probably two of the most powerful cards. I think they're probably more powerful than a good half of the restricted list outside of the Power Nine. Yeah, that would be fair. To... Like, there are cards that are on the reserve list that are not as powerful as Treasure Cruise and Dick. Oh, cards. yeah, 100%. There's many that... So if you want to start playing Pioneer and you, you want a, a general jump-off point, I think going for a deck that can play one of those two cards is just, like, stage one... A place you want to go. Yeah, they're so powerful. Now, granted, you can't fill up your graveyard nearly as fast as you can in, say, modern, because Thought Scour is not legal, Fetch Lands aren't legal. Yes. Um, there's not a ridiculous amount of cantrips that are legal. Like yeah. Ponder, Preordain, those are all not legal. The things that you would use to fill up your bin... Yeah, very quickly. ...are just not there. there so are... it does curb the power level at least a little bit. But at face value, those cards are still very, very good. Drawing three cards in the top seven and taking two very pop. Yeah. And and also, consider this. If you wanted to play this format in paper, and you needed to, you know, like, buy some Treasure Cruises or some Dig Through Times. Oh, where would you be able to go? There's a place online where you can go and do this exact thing that we're describing right now. eBay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it is FlipSideGaming.com. And they are your best source for all of your Pioneer staples, for all of your Magic Sealed product, for everything you could possibly want in the Magic of the Gathering world. You can go to FlipSideGaming.com and at checkout, you can use code FETCH and get 10% off your total order. So you're welcome, everyone. 10 cents off the dollar. Yeah, like where else are you going to find bargains like that? Yard sales. Yeah, it's like <laughs> they're, they're <laughs> Flipside Gaming, the online yard sale. There you go, I like that. I TM'd. love that. TM'd here. Flip side, you're welcome. Yeah. For that new marketing phrase. Yeah, brand new free marketing. <laughs> so, <laughs> with with that out of the way, um, have you been brewing anything for Pioneer? Yeah, a lot of the same stuff other people have been brewing. I really haven't gone really off the deep end yet. Keyword, yet. yet. Big time yet. Like, I've been fucking around with Jeskai Ascendancy, with Sahili Combo. Yep. Those were the two big ones. Um, I did kind of come up with like an Esper mid-range control deck. Oh yeah, that's that pretty thing. Like Thoughtseize, playing Thoughtseize, Mentors, uh, Thought Erasures, some counter spells. Basically control the game till I can land a Mentor and then kind of go bananas. Pumping out Monk tokens. I mean, Mentor seems like a absolute powerhouse in this format. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think, uh, well the one, uh... The couple leagues that went down, the Sultai deck was just smacking it. That was the big thing that I noticed. Um, out of the... the, I mean, we have a very limited quantity yeah, of, of events that have occurred. And, like, nothing really on paper has occurred that we have any real data for. But as of now, I mean, the bane of everybody's existence and every fucking constructed format that it's legal, Oko has been fucking taken over. He's been fucking shit up pretty hard. Which... That's standard, pioneer, modern, legacy, vintage. He's just been showing up everywhere. 
and doing work. I mean, the three mana Planeswalker with no minus ability. Seems who would have thought? Good. Well, minus ultimate. Quote, unquote, ultimate. Yeah, but like, even when you use the ultimate... Your like, ultimate is just rotating foods and then making them three, three elks and at the same time being able to stop your opponent from doing anything super powerful and just turn their shit into elks. Yeah, it's crazy. Because, I mean, in all of these formats, you are... You're just doing things, and your cheap mana, like your cheap spells, are more powerful than any creature that you'd be playing at that point. And Oko just comes out and says, "Oh, that permanent you played that was really detrimental to your your game plan. It's now a three. In in theory, like on paper, in a vacuum, when you look at Oko, you look at it and say, "Oh, it makes a three three. That three three can then attack Oko, and at least try to bring it down to size." Doesn't work. In practice, that just does not yeah, happen. Yeah, it doesn't work as well as you want it to. Um, this format, I called it from the beginning when I first saw it. I told you this. This format is going to be dominated by three-mana Planeswalkers. Yes, 100%. And so far, it has been between Oko, three-mana Teferi, Sahili Ray, Rai, Ray, Rai, Sahili Rai. It's just, there are decks that play four of each of those. In Pioneer, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, the, the real linchpin for a lot of the decks in this format are those three mana planeswalkers that just get them so much extra value that like how are you going to come back from that yeah you, you don't turns out you don't the deck that i did see perform uh exceptionally well uh at least in the first few events that we saw that i don't think either of us uh expected coming out of this is it phoenix yeah it turns out we still, didn't talk about it still pretty good no we like neither of us even in our first discussions of this format had Isaac Phoenix in, like, the top decks that we were discussing. I don't even think we even brought it up. Yeah, it didn't seem like it would be good, but it turns out playing one and two mana spells to get a 7-8 beater or a 3-2 flying haste dude yeah, feel pretty good. I mean, the thing is, too, if you build a deck around making Phoenix a thing... You can make Phoenix a thing. It enables the two cards that we were just speaking about earlier, Treasure yeah. Cruise and Dig Through Time. Yeah, it turn, just... turns out filling up the bin and putting phoenixes in there and then also having other things in the bin to be able to flash or to be able to delve out those really yeah, incredibly powerful spells. Refill your hand yes. with crews. Turns out is Those cards good. are good. One deck that I think has some, will have some chops is going to be blue-white approach. You like that approach deck. Just like a, just a very hard control deck with its only win condition essentially being... Approach of the Second Sun. Approach of the Second Sun and Gear Hulk. Gear Hulk is too good not to play. I mean, Cataclysmic Gear Hulk is just like... No, no, no. Or not Cataclysmic, yeah. uh, Torrential Gear Hulk. I mean, Cataclysmic Gear Hulk's got some chops too. Yeah, not the same token as yeah. Torrential. Um, plus it has really good, well, really good three mana counters and some okay situational two mana counters. Mm -hmm. um, sensor is a thing still. Yeah. Turns out that... You can just daze people by just yeah. actually paying the mana for it. Or just cycling it away. Yeah. I mean, the versatility on cards like that, too, is huge. Yeah. Like, there were people, even when that was a standard thing, they were playing the Destroy Target uh, Artifact or Enchantment uh, for two and a green. Oh, yeah, just to... They were just playing that because it had cycle one and a green. Or for yeah. one green. It was just green draw a card in a lot of those decks. At instant speed. And then yeah. sometimes you could just mize, like, killing their essential artifact. Yeah. Which is also in this format, too. Like, people have been playing that in their main decks because... They don't want to lose to Marvel, Marvel, or some other random artifact thing that could to could possibly kill them. The Gear Hulk cycles are all artifacts. Yeah, you can still cure, kill a Gear Hulk for 
a very reasonable range. Hardened Skill seems like it still has some tin chops. Yeah, like, the black green, like, plus one, plus one counters deck. Yeah. Or just even black green control that just has, like, that as a subtle theme. Yeah. Seems the, pretty good. The snack. Mm-hmm. The winding. This does kind of seem like the past, well, when was Return to Ravnica? 2012? It honestly seems like it's just the most powerful deck since 2012 that were in standard. Yes. You just get to play them in any format that you, or in this specific format with a handful of bucks. Supercharged standard or watered down modern is what I've noticed. I kind of look at it as the supercharged standard because without the fetch lands, it's hard for me to compare. Well, Phoenix is basic. That's basically a modern deck. Yeah, but Phoenix also existed in that standard form. Yeah, not nearly as good as it mm-hmm. was in modern. Now, granted, those fetch lands help, stuff like that. So fetch the lands one are mana, huge. One mana cantrips help a lot. I mean, you also have the linchpin of that Phoenix deck. Was Faithless Looting. And because now that Faithless Looting is gone, when's the last time you saw somebody playing a Phoenix second standard in Modern? You don't. No, it just completely died because that card was so incredibly important. And then uh, the copycat decks are pretty strong, to no one's surprise. Yeah, Sahili and Felidar Guardian remains to be a very, very powerful combination of cards. Yeah, I like those types of decks because they attack on two different... Uh, you either just play powerful Planeswalkers that they need to answer... Or you kill them. Or you do both, and you kill them. Yeah, you could, you could just do both. That is an option. Three minutes of fairy is very powerful to make your opponents play. Well, that's also the thing, too. With all these cards that we're talking about, like you have to recognize that I would say almost 100% of the cards that we've just spoken about are cards that have been printed in the past, well, since Return to Ravnica. Seven but they years. have made a significant impact in formats outside of Standard. Yeah, Assassin's Trophy, Abrupt Decay, come to- Yeah. Or three minute to fairy, like you just said. Yeah. Um, Oko, another great one. Phoenix, another great one. Like even to a, a bit of a lesser extent, the Felidar Guardians Healy thing. Like people try to play that in modern. Yeah, not with super success like it had in standard. No, but at least those cards were powerful enough to see some play in eternal formats. Yeah. It's that's an interesting thing to note that these things just exist now. Where there have been so many powerful Planeswalkers and powerful cards printed that now we can just make a new format and those things immediately take over. Yeah, they just smash all together. Yeah. I, there was an interesting conversation I've, I've seen recently where uh, the top five most powerful Planeswalkers of all time. Would you say, I was like, four out of those five have been printed in the past, like, probably three or four years. Yeah, Jace, the Mind Sculptor, is still number one. Is always going to be number one, in my opinion. But Yes, that was a very clearly terrible choice there. Um, unrestricted, Karn is probably number two. Karn Liberated? Well, Karn. New Karn. Uh, the Great Creator. Great Creator Karn. Okay. Um, not so much in modern, but Eternal I would formats. say Renin 6. Renin 6 is up there. Renin 6 is in this it. format. Thank God. Because that would just be... I, I mean, $200 card. I mean, I don't even give a fuck about the price. Just for the health of the format. That'd be so far and beyond the best card. Yeah, you would definitely see some, some lands decks. Like red-green cycling. Yeah, it just like does everything you've ever wanted it to do. And if you're trying to avoid... Like banning the fetch lands. You're trying to avoid this format where just mana is just infinite. Yeah. But there are still fetchable lands in this format. I think Renin 6 would actually make... Like, Evolving Wilds, one of the best cards. Or Fabled Passage. Or Fabled Passage, exactly. Especially Fabled Passage, because once you get that online... better and better, yeah. Once you start making those land drops, yeah, after turn four, it just turns into the best card in your deck. 
all your lands, play all your spells. Yeah, you just get to continue the degeneracy. Yeah. And just have that five-color deck. I think that was one of the conscious decisions in making Pioneer, is that they didn't want a five-color, just like five-color everything. Five-color control, good stuff. To be just what everybody's immediate game one. Well, if they would have had fetch lands, they would have had to ban Deathrite. Yep. But yep. I think Deathrite Charm without the fetch land is so much weaker. It's basically just a one-two that has... Yeah, I agree with that. Until someone proves me wrong. and I don't think they're going to. I, I genuinely don't. I hope not. Yeah, I don't want to see Deathrite Shaman in any formats. Like, ever. I hate that card. Oh, I love Deathrite Shaman, but with Fetchlands, it's so powerful. It's too good. So powerful. The closest thing we got is the Goose. The Goose is loose. That's the, the best mana guy. Mana dork, yeah. In all of Pioneer. Yep. You can just randomly pump out food tokens, which turns out I thought were going to be hot garbage. No, turns out just being solid. able to gain three life over and over, pretty decent. It gets you to the grindy state of the game. Yeah. And also the fact that... I think genuinely the fact that Oko is so powerful makes Goose so much better. Like, Goose would be really not great if it wasn't just for the fact that Oko just... Uh, Pumping out food ...can tokens. just facilitate that. Like, you can turn to Oko and then just wreck your opponent, and if you need that mana acceleration at any point, just like, oh, you know, I'm going to plus two this Oko instead of plus one him. Or on the other end, ramp out Oko. The next turn, you just make a food token with the Goose... Yeah. And then you turn it into a 3-3. Three, three. And then just start getting sideways with it. Yep. Gotta love that. Just overrun with 3-3. Three, three. What a fucking wild world we live in. Oko, I think, was very clear. I don't think it was great. Uh, yeah, I don't think it was a great idea. Not in the slightest. It does everything you want it to do. It controls what your opponent's doing. It gives you card advantage. or you're not actual card advantage. Over the course of a game, if they're trying to kill 3-3, three, three, just making free. I mean, you're honestly, he's a removal. Just a repetitive every turn removal. Pretty fucking close to it. Yeah. I think, I'm surprised people aren't playing that three mana black spell where creatures of chosen type gets three. Oh, the new one. Yeah. Yeah. Just name Elk. Yeah. <laughs> Blow out fucking city with that. I love it. It's possible. Oh my God, that's great. I never even thought of that. that. That's, that's, that's brilliant. That, and I think eventually people were going to go over the top with a uh, dragon that electrifies, deal exerts. Oh, uh, from Amonkhet. Yeah. Oh my god, that card was such a fucking blowout. I forget what it is, but it's 5 mana, 4, 4, haste, flying haste, and when it attacks, you can exert it to deal 4 damage to target creature. Yeah, so it stays tapped yes. for water and cycle. What is that card? I mean, it, that that is the card. It's yeah, so good. It's not Stormbreath. Stormbreath was the pro-white one, but it follows the cycle of 5 mana dragons, just wreck sh Yeah. I think... I'm surprised I haven't... I've seen some energy. I haven't seen... The biggest energy decks are obviously Marvel decks. Yeah, because the Tomb with Aethers is really the card that is the linchpin of that deck. Yeah, that... Uh, I haven't seen that deck, but it doesn't seem as powerful. I agree with that. I mean, everything else is just a bit quicker. Yeah. It seems like the most powerful things you could do are on turn three. Marvel's just a turn behind, which is yeah. makes it a bit awkward. Teferi, just Marvel. Alright, so I got a couple questions now that we can talk about in regards to Pioneer. The first of which kind of leads off of that leads off of that pretty nicely. With the format being in the spot that it is, first question, how long do you think until this format is quote-unquote solved? I don't think it's going to be solved. I think that there are going to be four or five good decks, and then you can build decks. Um, okay. It's always a positive thing when a fucking three-color mid-range deck is winning. 
Yeah, like back in the Jund era of yeah, when there's not a card that is overtly is. too powerful in like in Modern's case when Deathrite Shaman was in its heyday, like yeah. that card was just so obviously so good that Jund was the best thing to do. But even after that, like with the way that the format was just just inherently built with the cards that were legal, Jund was always a big player. And then they started printing really powerful cards that lean towards a more combo-centric thing. And combo is yeah. is going to be king in that format, as long as they're not printing removal spells or answers to it that fit into that Jun category. Turns out that Hand Disruption in the form of Thoughtseize, one mana interaction has Fatal Push, and two mana interaction that deals with most of the permanents being Abrupt Decay and Assassin's, Assassin's Trophy. Trophy. Followed up with decent hitters uh, like Grim Flayer, still pretty fucking good. Yeah, not bad. Okay, so you you don't think that the format's ever going to get solved. I think the format's going to be solved, solved in like, I would say probably another, we're a week into it now, roughly. Uh, I think within the next three weeks, this format is going to be hashed out to the point where there is like a very clear, these two or three decks are the best decks in the format. And then there are going to be decks that are trying to beat that, and some of them are going to succeed, and some of them are going to fail. So, moving on from that, what are the first cards to be banned from Pioneer? Because I think there are some very obvious cards that are probably too powerful for Pioneer. Oko. If Saltai stays popular, I don't think Felidar Guardian... Because you ban one of those, you're basically... You're banning the deck. Well, yeah, you're banning... If you ban Guardian, Sahili's shit. If you ban Sahili... Guardian's unplayable. Yeah. So I don't think that'll get banned, but I could go getting. Um, I could maybe see ascendance, but I'm not positive on that. Um, I don't think I don't know if ascendancy is really that good. It might be that might be like the stage two of after the initial bannings that Trying might break through. Everything. It's just ascendancy so easy to disrupt, and other combos are so much faster. One card that I see would have the potential to get banned. I don't think it's found the right home yet. But once people figure it out, is going to be ridiculous. Lurker of the Law. Really? I don't think it's found its home. But when it does find its home, that card is insanely... Yeah, on its face, that card is absolutely bonkers. It mills you for four, so... Hey, let's start fucking pumping out treasure cruises and dig through times. Mm -hmm. It lets you cast artifacts from your graveyard. Okay, what are some powerful artifacts in the Marvel's one of them. I saw some people pissing around with that. Yep. As a way to... Okay, you destroy the Marvel? Cool, I'll play it again. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's definitely something that you can do. Obviously, the combo Mox Amber is in there. Yep, which is something we've been seeing in Modern, too. Yes. Um, I want to say that the mono blue slash paradoxical outcome deck has some guts to it. It lets you rebuy your win condition with fucking laser cannon. Dynaval Tower. Um, four mana, whenever you play a spell, you get free. Age of Flex Reservoir. Yeah, the Reservoir. Um, that seemed pretty powerful. Zero artifacts are good. And that's the thing that really enables that deck is the cheap artifact. But I think it's also good with all these X-Men art. Yeah, I don't disagree. The Stone stone Coil Worm or whatever. Stone Coil Serpent. Walking Ballista. Walking Ballista. Uh, Hangerback Walker. Hangerback Walker is the other one. Yeah, those just those grind. are your zero mana artifacts, yeah, essentially. Just some point. grind power there. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, how do you feel about Treasure Cruise and Day Through Time? I don't think they're going to get banned. I think they are definitely... I don't think so. Because you're not filling up your graveyard really fast. You can fill up your graveyard. Um, inherently, the cards in this format are nearly as powerful as modern, legacy, or vintage. They sure. Weren't, they weren't banned in standard. No, but I think the homogenization of just every deck wanting to play blue to facilitate those cards 
because you don't even have to actively work to make them like your main game plan. But when it if the games go long enough, your your graveyard's going to fill up. So you're just going to be able to just cast a, a treasure cruise for two mana and pretty much refill your hand and be ready to go. That's how that card was designed. Not in the fact of hey, I'm going to dump my hand to refill. Look, it's you're not going to see the mono red burn splashing for treasure cruise. You're not going to see that in this format. No, but I think you're going to see like the every two to three color deck is going to want to have blue in one of those two to three colors because it has access to those cards. And that's my argument against like the homogenization of, that, of this format. See, I don't think so because for, here's my theory. Um, there are still very aggressive decks in this format. Grohl Aggro is quite good. Mono Red by itself is honestly super good Mono too. Red is pretty solid. It's yeah. been solid and standard for how many years running. Yeah, there was like and a then, two year reign where Mono Red was like in the top three decks. And then I was watching some streams where Marty Vehicles was just smashing butt. It was crushing. Yeah. Because it turns out turn one, 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 and then follow up with either Smuggler's Copter or the... The Heart of Kieran. Heart of Kieran. And then your dude, the white dude who becomes a three power attacker on turn two. Yeah, yeah, Turns out that's pretty fucking good still. Hell yeah. I mean, there are aggressive decks and there are combo decks. But the mid-range decks that are not blue, I have not seen really have a lot of success outside of uh, like the black, green, snake style deck. So, yeah, green, black, snake... Not nearly as powerful in this format as it was in standard. No, but still kind of powerful. I don't think it's as powerful because it's because of the other cards that are uh, in the format. Yes, that have been printed outside of that initial standard format that yep. it existed in. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, a lot of things answer Snake that didn't that that standard didn't have. Like yes, it had Fatal Push. It didn't have Lightning Strike. It didn't have some of this other stuff. It didn't have Teferi to just say, yep, play that. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Nice tempo play. Yeah, but it also has just better removal spells now. That's what I'm saying. Now it does. The best, yeah, the best removal spells in the format are in black and green. Yeah, 100%. So I don't think it is going to get to the point where everyone's like, if you're not playing blue, you're just wrong. Like many standards, there is very clearly a defined best deck. And if you're not playing the best deck, you're playing a deck to beat the deck. Yes. I do think that those cards are very powerful in this format. However, I think it's going to be more of a pillar format where it's okay well here's this deck beats this deck but this deck loses to this deck and it's kind of the cycle well that's how we wanted modern to be right yeah but it never but never, never i mean it was like that, that for a very short time yeah i mean i think it was like that for a while but then the bands kind of the way that they forced the bands with like pod being banned and then right after twin those being bandings, banned yes that occurred but then people were like oh humans is Oh, Phoenix's thing. Oh, Grix's Death Shadow's a thing. And those are very clearly just the best decks. Well, I mean, that's... But the way, that those, the way that those things shifted around was because, like, people found a way to beat humans. Like, nothing got banned out of humans, and nothing Correct. got printed to make humans bad. It's like, people found a way to beat that deck, so then it stopped being a deck. And then people found a way to beat Grix's Death Shadow, so Grix's Death Shadow stopped being a deck. Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about these decks um, surviving at the same time. So this is the best example, Vintage. You have generally a Shops a shops deck, a powerful blue deck, control deck, and Dredge. And say Dredge loses to this deck, yeah. Dredge crushes this deck, and it's a cycle where there's generally one or two decks that a deck loses to, but it's good against the others. I think that's where this format went. I'm not so sure about that. I th- Just because 
the power level of the cards that are being printed now comparative to the card pool that they're pulling from, there's a huge, huge disparity. Where if you have that large card pool of vintage, like the most powerful cards and like the second most powerful cards are very close to each other. In this format, the most powerful cards and the second most powerful cards have a huge distance between each other. How do you figure? Well, the cards that are inherently powerful right now are just so far and beyond the most powerful cards. In the- You're referring to Cruz. Yeah, and to a lesser extent, Oko, 3 mana Teferi, things like that. Oko's like, there's, a big problem. There are sure. things that are just, like, nothing holds a candle to those cards. And nothing particularly answers them. Well, that's why the Saltai deck is just crushing. Like, this is a very diverse. It's Grohl, Golgari, Four Color Humans, uh, Arc Light Fiend, Devotion to Simic, Copycat, Grohl Ramp, Grohl Show and Tell, Hardened Scales, Hexproof, Boros, Itarka, Red Deck, Aggro, Golgari Aggro, Blue Red Aggro, Saltai. It's a very diverse thing, that's what I mean. It's not just, oh, well this deck is the one deck that's crushing constantly and no one's going to shit about it. Yeah, and this is, it is at this point a diverse meta. But I don't yes. know how long that will last. I think it will with this many aggro decks. If aggro decks get so crazy where it's the same type of deck, control will be king. But, and then control gets beat by mid-range decks and combo decks. And sure. then it goes through that wax and... Well, I mean, that's, that's true in the world where they're printing cards that are not overtly more powerful than everything. But at least in the world that we've been living in with the amount of standard bans that have been happening... And cards from newer sets that have been have been impacting other formats. I don't think that that's the world that we're in. You think? Yes. I mean, look at how warping some of the cards that have been printed in the past year and a half have been for every form. I could see how like the, I, the power level is just out most, of this world. Most played cards in Pioneer. Thirty-one percent of decks play this. Do you know what it is? Opt. Sure. Followed up by Wild Slash. Well, you know what Opt enables. Treasure Cruise and Dig Through Time. Yeah, but that's that's what I'm saying. It's not one of the most played cards. Most of these decks are playing like a two of, and some, like the hardcore combo decks are playing four dig, but most of the decks are playing one or two copies. They're not playing... Yeah, because you're not playing four copies. You're not playing four copies of those cards when you're playing a bunch of cards to enable those cards, because you're eventually going to... You don't need to resolve multiple copies of Treasure Cruise or Dig Through Time to win a game, but you need to resolve multiple copies of those cantrip spells like Opt in order to enable those cards and find those cards to win you the I'm calling it now that they are not going to. I think they will. Friendly wager? Only time will tell. Friendly wager. Yeah, we have to think of something. You can't play Death and Taxes. No, that's not happening. That's like literally the only deck that I enjoy playing. I'm very confident. Well, I mean, even like, regardless of how confident you are on that wager, if you put something like that on the line, like it has to be almost 100% guaranteed. How about a legacy? Let's give it a time frame here. If it's not banned by when? Oh, shit. Um, six months? I would say six months. If it's not banned in six months, you have to play a legacy paper event. Paper event. With the deck of my choice. Okay, deal. I will do that. That's fine. Um, and then if it is banned, you have to play the next paper event we go to. You have to play mono. Next paper event. Yes. I'll do that if it's not vintage. Well, it's not going to be vintage. There's literally only one paper vintage event that we go to a year. Okay, fair. Deal. Deal. Oh, listen, this is... Can you hear this handshake? <laughs> Six months from <laughs> Halloween. I love that. If it's not banned, Lieb will be playing a legacy deck of my choice. And Matt will be playing Mono White in whatever format. 
I'll even help you build the deck to make sure it's good. No, fuck you. I would play shitty cards like... I'll yeah, play... that's that's why it would be good. I will play Eldrazi Tron with one planes. Oh, no, you're playing... <laughs> that's, that's mono white. No, you're playing... You have to play real mono white. An actual mono white deck. There has to be at least 12 planes registered in the deck. Planes. That's the right amount of planes. Six snow covered and six normal planes. Fair deal. I can get behind I'll even teach you how to play Legacy Death and Taxes, dude. That's yeah, not that. It's the hardest deck in the format. Yes. No, Lands is the hardest deck in the format. Let's say Lands. Death and Taxes is very close second. That ain't gonna happen. It's definitely it's happening. It's not gonna get banned. Nope. I love the fact that this is the thing now. Okay, can we now can we talk about the actual thing that I want to talk about yeah, in this format? Fine. Fucking go for it. How bad is the name Pioneer? Pretty terrible. <laughs> Pretty like, bad. It is not great. I think they tried to be like close to Frontier. Well, Frontier was never a name really given. It's a new format, by Wizards, but they couldn't just take Frontier and say, "Yeah, go fuck yourself." And that is the thing that I'm just like, "What the fuck? Like, what were they thinking? Like, Pioneer doesn't even fit into the scheme of naming. Why not just take like Extended? It's no longer a format. Just hey, this is a new Extended, or just like Contemporary or something like that. Like that was a name people were throwing around for it that could just be a better name. They. Pioneer is such a bad name that it's hard for me to believe that that's something that, that now we're focused on. They just wanted the, the Pioneer jokes. That's what they wanted. For sure that's what they wanted. That's where it all came draw to. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's it's hard for me to believe that Pioneer is like them sitting in a boardroom and being like, okay, we have this idea for a new format. What are we going to call this? And Pioneer, somebody threw it out and they were just like, okay. Everybody close your notebooks. We're done today. We mastered. Either that or they already had come up with a set name specific to Pioneer that's down the pipeline. And that's why they did that. Oh, man. I mean, that even, like, by itself seems like a bit of a stretch. Like, Yeah, I, it's, defi- it's definitely a stretch, but it's my guess. Sure. I mean, it's not a bad one. So what else do you have to bring up with Pioneer? Uh, from Pioneer? Nothing. I mean, we'll see how the format pans out. I- I- I'm excited to play it. I just have not got the opportunity to do anything with it. Yeah. I've just been doing other shit. Like, I've been preparing for Eternal I, Weekend. I like it. It's very different. Um, no Urza, no Fetchlands. Well, Modern is such a shit show. My beta basics are now glorious. Yeah, Modern sucks and Standard sucks. But somehow the format in between those two Decent. is actually kind of cool. I wonder just because if it's new or is it stall out like Modern has. In the- I don't know. Because uh, Modern gets dull from the time. Like, currently Modern is pretty dull to me. Modern's... I think, the worst format Magic are. It's just, okay, Simic Urza is the best deck. Cool. That's great. Don't Even like... though the Grixis Death Shadow just took down the line. Well, I mean... Dexto Gr- has chops. Grixis Death Shadow is just... It, it just works on a different axis. And if you just hit your matchups right, like, that deck can win any tournament, I think, ever. That's one thing I do like about Modern. You can register 75 that could take it all down. It depends on... Do you skirt it's past It's the roll your, of the dice, man. Yeah. Like, do you play your bad matchups? Do you play? Yeah, do, do you, you dodge your bad matchups? Do you skirt past Tron? Do you just automatically lose to Storm or Hard Control? Yeah. Can you skirt past those? What's the form? Do you lose and then losers bracket it and like? It's just fucking bottom feed the entire yeah. time. I mean, yeah. Like I said, remains to be seen exactly what Pioneer has coming for us, but I am excited about it. I'm excited to play it, and we'll see. Definitely interesting. I am also excited to. Yeah. I will probably play Copycat or. Um, I really want to play Jeskai Senate. I was a big fan of that deck in Mono. If there's a mono white deck that attacks in that format, I will find it. I haven't seen any white aggressive. There's some exist for sure. Oh. History of Benalia is still a great card. 
Like, there's there are aggressive white creatures still, which I'm into. I think there's just better aggressive. Martyr vehicles, apparently Grohl aggro is the aggro deck of just because green and red big idiots backed by burn is never bad. I think that's going to shift around. Yeah, like I said, people are still trying to figure out the format, like, what is the best? Because we don't have a top deck, like, and especially once that format gets figured out, then a control deck can, can come in well, it's, and react. It's the twin paradigm. Can you beat copycat? No? Okay, go fuck yourself. Yeah, you're, you're done. Yeah, there, there, there has to be a litmus. Which, that's one reason I liked Finn so much. It kept janky bullshit. Yeah, it was, it well, like I said, it's the litmus test. Like, nope, can't beat me. Have fun. All right. Nice knowing you. Well, the other thing that happened that we should probably touch on is all the commander announcements. I did not see. Well, let me, let me fill you in. Um, so we've uh, recently got some announcements for commander players. I, that's kind of, we're, we're commander players at this point. Sometimes. Yeah. Contemplating trading all my com- expensive old cards. A time twister. Twister and volcano. But, I mean, I would, I would consider myself a commander player. Like, I got to play commander last weekend, and it was a blast. Like, we just got drunk and played commander. It was the fucking, it's like the most fun time you could possibly have playing magic. Um, but if you are into commander, 2020 is going to be a fucking awesome year for you. There's four different like commander specific releases coming out in 20. Is that just command four? Some of them. Um, the first one is with the release of Akoria. That set is going to have five four. There's five of them. If you weren't excited about that, Zendikar Rising is also going to have two additional commander decks come out with that. And all of these decks come out on release day with the sets. You think they're just pumping out reprints? Is that... No, that's not even the thing. They even, in the announcement video, which uh, they did with the Command Zone podcast, uh, in the announcement video, they said the number of brand new cards Uh, that will be coming out. There's like 73 new cards coming out with the Accor. And those are cards that aren't aren't in the set of Accoria. Now... Of those 73, how many of that is actually playable? We'll find out. 10, I mean, 15, but still, like that's that's more cards than we see normally. 10, 15, and then 5, like, chase cards. Yeah, but there's, there, there is always a chance that there's going to be, like, a True Nate Nemesis or a Toxic Deluge or, yeah. or even, like, a Containment Preset or something like that, which is awesome. So, so they have the 5 Akoria decks, the 2 Zenikar Rising decks. They are also coming out with a Commander Collection Green so, do you remember, like, the signature spell books that they did for Gideon and Jace? It's just all the green it spells. Is, it is that, but for green cards that are playable. Ramp and they're all going to have brand new art, and, and they're going to have a premium version of it, and, a like, a non-foil no. version. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, that's kind of neat. So, like, people are, have been discussing, like, what could possibly be the cards in it. Um, like Rapid a, growth. A cultivate, like, Kadama's Reach-style card. Yeah. Um, people were saying, like, a Crater Hoof Behemoth or, uh, Terracidon. I was saying Avenger of Zendikar. I like that card a lot. Um, Natural Order is one. Uh, Seaborn Muse. Which has got a reap. But all of these are going to be brand new arts. Oh, uh, yeah, new art. And, oh, like, Seaborn Muse is just such a ubiquitous card in green. Good. Like, there's so many options. I cannot wait to see what this In that's not even the, the cool, in my opinion. The coolest thing that came out for this is Commander Legend. It is a set, a sealed product for Commander Blood, and it's going to be draftable. Yeah. So there are 20 card packs. I don't know how the draft format's going to go, but I'm assuming it's going to be like you draft a singleton deck, and out of the cards that you have, you have one of them you choose as your commander, and then you have a color identity that you have to follow with that commander, 
and then you play 50-card decks. That seems odd. Just because there are people who have Commander Cubes, where that's how it works. Or it's similar to that, that's how it works. But there are going to be... There's going to be that set that comes out, which is going to be full of reprints and new so cards. So you get 100 cards, play 50 of them. Yes. Three packs of 20 cards? Mm, from what I... They didn't... Again, they did not spoil any information about the so actual 16, playing of the format. Because that's only And this is going to be... Cards, this is going to be late 2020. You get 60 cards, a 50-card deck. So 25, 22, something along those. Land split. Is it... That's so fucky to me. Like, is it going to be a lot of hybrid shit? Because you could easily... Well, I mean, we're... There's no way to tell until the set comes out. Yeah. So only time will tell with that one. But So we're going to have an entire set built around Commander. And also, in addition to that, two Commander decks. So, so a fuck ton of Commander. So nine Commander decks in total coming out in 2020. It's a lot of Commanders. Yes. And that doesn't even count all the Legends that are going to be in the sealed set. Because they already spoiled some of the art for it. And two of them are Commanders. And they're from, like, Magic's history. Okay, so not... Like, one of them is Baron Sangir. They didn't, like... I mean, they did say that it's Baron Sangir, but we don't know what the card does. We just know the art. And the other one, I can't remember what the card was, but they didn't give us the name, but it is somebody that... Somebody on Twitter had found, like, the old art for, and it's, like, guaranteed that person. And with the art that they spoiled, it's vertically oriented. So it's going to be a Planeswalker. So now we get to have... Planeswalkers that are legal as commander outside of like outside the of the, the th- yeah the handful that we have so Five far or whatever. yes so that's exciting well that should have been a thing from the get go that is one thing I liked about brawl that you planeswalkers I'm not crazy about it because there are some that are just like obviously too much but if they are built to be a commander I think that that is a cool be a lot more yes like the Lord Wingrace style I mean that card is honestly too good to be a plan- to be a commander you think. That card's really fucking powerful. Like, there's never a time that I sat down, I've sat down and played against a Lord Wade Grace player and thought, mm, I don't need to worry about that. Every time Lord Wade Grace resolves, if it makes it around the table, that player is so far ahead, like, they almost 100% of the time are winning that game. Yeah, they just grind you out. Yeah, it's just, it, that card is so, so good at just invalidating anything that other anybody else is doing. Because it just draws so many cards. Discard land, draw the cards. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's it's just a it's plus ability is divination. That's okay. That's disgusting. Okay. Like it sucks. Oh my god, playing against that card is like that's the worst designed planeswalker that is a commander. But all almost all of the other ones are are totally fine. The mono blue. No, I don't think he's bad. No, he's ridiculous. He's like the best competitive. Oh, I don't fucking give a shit about that. Well, I'm saying like if you're talking about the best. I don't play against those people, so I wouldn't. Yeah, because those p- people who play competitive are not my people. I play competitive. <laughs> You're not my kind of people, Matt. We fucking know this. This is just real life. God damn. That's a lot of commander shit coming out. Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, I'm excited for commander players. And it might actually be the spark to get more people into commander. And that, again, we've said it a million times, uh, casual magic is king now. Yeah. This is they're just defi- They're definitely lean. That's very fucking commander product. So. Totally cool with it. Keep it coming. Yeah, occasionally. Well, I mean, if they're cringe. just con- if they're going to continue to fuck up standard, then maybe they should spend more time on other things so they could fuck up standard and subsequently fuck up modern and other forms. Well, that's the issue. How many broken ass cards? Yeah, true name nemesis, and toxic deluge. Um, those are the big ones that jump out of my head. Oh, I guess some of the other stuff is like. Uh, are you talking about like palace jailer, council's judgment, council's judgment? Uh, yeah, I mean, recruiter of the guard to a lesser extent. Um, Containment Priest is a commander card. It is a commander. There's a couple other ones. Let's see, like, 
fringe legacy Marginal play. play yeah. yeah, but I mean, those cards are fine. Yeah, True Name so. Nemesis is the big one. Where that card is just so obviously out of this, just too good. Should have just been legendary. Like, yeah. why is True Name Nemesis not a legendary? Would have solved a lot of problems. Fucking absurd. That is a big thing. But that's magic, dude. Magic in a nutshell. That is magic in a nutshell. Fucking Christ. All right, well, you got anything else? You're up, so. Is it me? It's you. Pull your fucking phone out. This is the first time we've ever done the game in person. Yeah, I guess we didn't do it in New York. No, because we were just just blowing through it in New York. We just fucking kind of put the pedal to the metal. Do we want to play? I mean, yeah, we probably should. You fuck off. Basic planes, baby! Let's go! Okay, well, this is a fucking softball. Do you want to explain the game first? Oh, yeah, we get to play! <laughs> oh, god damn it. Yeah, so every week we do a game. It's accumulated knowledge. Uh, this week, Matt is going to be asking the, the question. So he goes to Scryfall, the lovely website... Um, it hits the random card button, and whatever card comes up, uh, he asks me the name of the card. I have to give him the converted mana cost. If I get it right, I get a point, and if I don't, then we move on to the next one. I have to get three out of the five cards that Matt asks. Uh, the winner gets the shout-out at the end of the episode, and then if I lose, uh, Matt gets the shout-out. So, uh, Matt, what's my first card? I'll show you the back of Oh, it's a collector's edition. I don't know your circle of protection, black. COP black! It is one and a white. Yep, that was a fucking white. I nailed card. it! Oh my god, that was super easy. Go fuck so Yeah, so for for one colorless, hands. uh you prevent the next or no, is it you Prevent the next Prevent uh, the next damage from a black damage source. from a black source, yeah. Um I don't think you'll get uh Krovican fetish. Krovican Fetish. Krovican Fetish. What does that even mean? It sounds like a red card, because Fetish seems like a red thing. Uh, what's the card do? Is that a hint? Yeah. I get three hints, by the way. What do you want? The text of the card. What's Enchant Creature. Jesus. When Krovican Fetish is the battlefield, draw a card at the end of its upkeep. Enchanted Creature. Draw a card at the next upkeep. The next up So it's got, like, the weird, like, Mishra's Bobble thing yeah. going on. It's just a plus one, plus one. I don't know, is it, like... One and a white? Is that your final answer? Yes. No, it is two and a black. Two and a black? What? And it gives a yeah. plus one, plus one, and no other abilities? Yep, for three. And it doesn't even lose a life? Nope. On the draw or anything? That's so stupid. This from... Ice Age sucks. Ice Age sucks. Pretty bad. God damn. Um, you'll probably get this one. Thunder Thrash Elder. Oh, I've never heard of this card before in my life. Thunder yeah. Thrash Elder? Oh, I'm gonna have to use another hint. What you want, boy? Are you sure it's a card that I it should know? Is it from, like, Innistrad or something? From a commander set? It sounds like a commander guy. It's, no, it's not. It almost sounds like, like, Thunderbreak. Like the dragon for favor. It's not. Definitely not Thunderbreak region. Turns out. Um, yeah, what does the card do? The text again. Devour three. Oh, Jesus. That's it? Oh, my God. What is... I've literally... I have no idea what this card could possibly be. What's Devour? With a, I think it's gonna be just red. Not, like, red-green or anything. It could just be, like, like one red-green. But I don't think that's what... With Devour 3, though, is it 2 and a red? Sir? Yes. It's 2 and a red. Nailed it! This is actually a very good card in... It was limited, right? In Shards of Alara. Shards, yep. It's very good in the Devour deck, Jun style. Yes, Jun. That's why, because with the name, I didn't think it was going to be anything other than just it's red. It's an uncommon 3 drop. Nailed it. Devour 3 is a 1-1. One, one. Ideally, it's a 5-5. Five, five. Yeah, it's a 5. Yeah, sure. Would you sack the green that someone coming around? That's a good thing. Yes, you got them. Hey! Deductive reasoning, my dude. Thriving Grubs. Thriving Grubs. Oh my god, it sounds like a green card. I, I Why would I know this? Is it a master set? Oh god. I don't know why I would know this card. Doesn't seem like I would. You only need one out of two cards. I don't know. Thriving Grub is 
One in a green. Your final answer? Yes. So close, but one in a red. Ooh. It's from Kaladesh. Oh, what does it do? When it enters the battlefield, get two energy. Whenever it attacks, you may pay two. If you do, put a 1-1 one, one counter on it. Oh. Very common, aggressive. I really like Kaladesh, so that explains it. Oh, that's 3-3. Three, three. Gideon Black Black. Gideon Blackblade? He is one colorless and two white. Yeah, you fuck. For, he's a planeswalker. Softballs oh today. my god, Gideon Blackblade's my dude. Rip, rip, rip in peace. My brother Gideon. He's my dude. His static ability is that on your turn, he's a boy, right? Dothy would have got that. Oh, oh, it feels so good. Oh, it feels so good. I'm the winner. You're the wiener. Wiener, <laughs> wiener, chicken, diner. You didn't even cheat this time. I never you got, cheat. You got some fucking waffles. I did get some fucking slow pitches. You know what? That's just how this weekend's going to go. I'm going to get nothing but Ws. No, you're getting waffles. You're fucked. Nope. Oh, uh, speaking of uh, tomorrow and Saturday, uh, we're at Eternal Weekend. That we are. Come fucking see us, nerds. If any of you guys are at Eternal Weekend, come find us. Come say hello. I will I will sign your tokens. I will give you tokens. I got some tokens for you. Hell yeah. We got hella tokens to give out. Hell yeah. And we got beers to drink. We got Magic the Gathering to play. All of this. Yeah, we're ready to go. Shout out, boy. Well, our shout out is actually somebody who's going to be at Eternal Weekend. Hey. Who we are both. Yes. Oh, it's Matt. Yeah, Matt. Congratulations, Eternal Weekend. And you're Thanks. also the shout out for your own podcast. Way to go. No, the shout-out for this weekend, or for this week, is going to be uh, Missouri Magic. At Missouri Magic. Jeremy on Twitter. Also known as the grab bag fucking king. Oh my god, he's just the king of MTG Finance, right? Um, well, he's on a podcast, Cartel Aristocrats, which uh, their Twitter is at Cartel underscore Finance. And their podcast is great, but he, specifically Jeremy, is a finance guru in magic. And also gives back to the community, I think, more than any other person has ever with, like, things like these grab bags. Yeah, he has some baller fucking grab bags up, like, $100, all the way up to, like, you can buy $1,000 grab bags. Yeah, and the $1,000 grab bags, people have been receiving, like, pieces of power. Uh, no, they've get, been getting beta doles. I haven't seen power yet, but I've I seen... Have. Oh, I've seen a lot of baited, like, high-end foils. Yeah, disgusting shit. Dude's a OG star. Yeah, so, so cool. And just, like, the fact that he does this stuff is awesome. Um, and hopefully we'll get to meet him this weekend. Track his ass down. Hey, motherfucker. No, just hey, and then walk oh, away. Oh, just hey, walk away. <laughs> and when he listens to this episode, he's going to be like, oh. Leave him wanting more. It was them. It was it was the Fetch and Shock boys yeah. at it again. The boys are back in town. Fuck yes. All right, dude. Well, our plan this weekend is uh, we're going to play some Magic the Gathering, and we're going to record another special episode. I'm going to get sloppy tomorrow. Hell, well, I'm not going to be doing that, but. I'll be doing Well, depending. <laughs> on how well you do. No. no. Oh, that's right. Win or lose, you still blues. You still booze. Yeah. yeah. That I'll must be Sunday. nice. Well, I have to be like at least reasonable because I have to battle on Saturday. Be cognizant. No. But yeah. So if anybody wants to reach out to us to meet us at Eternal Weekend, y'all can do that on Twitter. You can reach us through the Fetch and Shock Twitter at Fetch underscore Shock. You can get me, Tyler, at, uh, at Basic Land Bin. And you can get Matt at, at It's Bop. Yeah. It's the easiest thing on the planet. Yeah, so find us at Eternal Weekend, uh, come hang out, and uh, we're going to have a good old time. Sounds good to me. All right, dude. I'll well, see, you, see you fools later. And I will see you in the morning. Yes, sir. All right. All right. <laughs> Peace. Peace out, nerds! <laughs>